Welcome to the Marriage Project Podcast. Today we have Bethany and Jacob from the Whatever is True Podcast with us. Their podcast is all about raising families and pursuing marriage through a biblical worldview. The main verse attached is 1 John 3.18. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. I love that so much. I can't wait to hear um, just them unpack what their podcast is, how they started it. So you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we've had a little bit of technical difficulties on, so I told them I'm excited to hear what they have to share because clearly the enemy does not want you guys to record or tell, tell me your marriage testimony. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Welcome on. Um, so I, can you guys, um, tell us for listeners if they're here, um, for the first time learning about your podcast, just a little bit more about you, your family and what your podcast is all about and how you guys started it. Sure. (laughs) So I'm Bethany and my husband here, Jake, we started our podcast about, we're coming up on our one year anniversary actually, which is really exciting. Yeah. um, So it all started like we've both liked podcasts in the past and um, I had talked about starting one and Beth, but it was more with like a friend of mine just talking about stuff. And then Bethany was like, you know what? I think we should, start one together and we were on a road trip and it just everything clicked and it was like all right let's let's pursue this we prayed about it and we started moving forward and we really really just enjoy the whole process of it yeah so a little bit about us um we just celebrated 11 years of marriage um we have four kids with our fifth one due in december you said you had four so how how old are your four So we have one boy, he's seven, followed by three girls who are five, almost three, and one and a half. And then we are going to be surprised with what this one is. That's so fun. Big families. Uh, Did you guys come from big families or no? It depends on what your uh, (laughs) definition definition of big family is. So I've I've got... uh, Two older brothers, so three boys in our family, and then Bethany has two brothers and a sister, so four for her family, three for mine. Which I never considered big, like, so we're both from homeschooling families, and we were surrounded by families that had five plus kids, so growing up, like, four kids was not a lot, um, right. but now thinking of five kids, I'm thinking, okay, we're now we're like crossing that threshold a little bit into a bigger family in, in our eyes, at least. Right. Yeah. Whenever I told people that I had four kids, they were like, oh, wow. And <laughs> now when I tell them that the fifth is on the way, they just like shake their head like, oh my goodness, what are you <laughs> thinking? So I think we've arrived at the big You've family. Arrived. You can say it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You officially need, yeah, bigger or just more space in cars and just extra of everything. But that's fun. I have friends that have big families. And I always, I just have one brother. So I think that's, that's fun to have lots of siblings. So, um, so never I, a dull moment. what was that? Never a dull moment here. I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. So yeah, we want to hear, um, how you guys met. So for your listeners, I'm sure you're people who, um, will come from your page over to your podcast. I don't know if you've shared that on your podcast. I'm sure you have, but can you just share with us here, like your marriage testimony just a bit? Um, and you let us know you've been married 11 years. So how did that first start? Where did you guys meet? 
So we met in New Hampshire. That's where I'm originally from. Um, my childhood best friend was in college in Philadelphia and started dating Bethany's childhood best friend. And uh, he was up in New Hampshire working over the summer. And Bethany and her friend took a road trip up to visit with uh, my best friend. And they introduced us. And <laughs> I was described by Bethany's friend as I can talk to a fire hydrant. But I was so nervous that the first day I hardly talked to Bethany at all throughout that day because I didn't want to put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, I was so excited to have someone to like spend the day with so I could let our friends like be together since they wouldn't see each other for months over the summer. And I remember pulling my friend aside that day and saying, listen, there's something wrong with him or there's something wrong with me because he will not talk to me at all. That's so, right. yeah, we found out the truth a little while later. Yeah, I was extremely nervous. Um, but then we, uh, Bethany was living in New Jersey. I was living in New Hampshire and we had a long distance relationship, which then became even longer because Bethany student taught over in Ukraine for Ooh, a couple months. For the a spring couple semester. months, yeah. And then after I came home, we were... Still, we were getting very serious, but we hadn't spent much time together at all. We had only seen each other a handful of times. Mm. And I remember my mom saying to me, if you're really serious about this guy and thinking about marriage, you probably want to go move closer to him mm. and get to know him a little bit better. So Jake had a job in New Hampshire. I had just graduated college. I really had nothing keeping me in New Jersey. I also had no desire to stay in New Jersey. And so I decided to move up there and we got engaged um, shortly after and we were married just a couple months after that. And then uh, we moved around quite a bit um, in our first two years of marriage. Uh, we moved from New Hampshire to Maine to Ohio to Pennsylvania. Where which, we still are. Which we're, where we still are. And uh the Lord has um, brought us to an awesome church that we have great community in and, and solid biblical teaching. Mm. Um, and we started having kids here and we've just... And haven't stopped. And haven't stopped. <laughs> so testimonies behind the matrimonies is what I have like as a tagline for this podcast. So it's kind of just hearing where you were before Jesus, like how he saved you. Just a, I know testimonies can be a whole hour's worth of conversation, but just, yeah, a brief look into like what your life looked like before you were a believer and were you guys believers when you met or, um, how did that, um, happen? Yeah, sure. So we were both believers when we met, I grew mm -hmm. up in a Christian family mm -hmm. and accepted Jesus as my savior at, at a very young age, but growing up in a very sheltered environment, homeschooled, um, a lot of life revolved around church. And so when I finally went off to college and had my freedom, mm -hmm. I decided to, you know, check it out and see what else was there. And really very, very quickly just like hit rock bottom. I was in a couple of relationships that just were not good and 
the worst one was months before I actually met Jake. And after that one ended, I just really was at the end of my rope. Um, Mm -hmm. And it thankfully just drew me closer to God. And during that summer, I think my faith in God really solidified. It got a lot deeper. And when I met Jake and knew that there was mutual interest, I knew that I did not want to, I wanted it to be the the real deal. And so when we finally talked about how we felt about each other, I just said to him up front, like, here's my past. Here's who I am. Like, if this is something you can handle and you can take, like, I'm, I'm in this with you. But if not, like, I understand, but I don't want to waste any time with you. Like, I want this to either be it or to not be it. And he was very gracious and loving from day one. And um, I mean, the rest is history, obviously. But the timing of Jake in my life was just like, I don't know. I think that's just one of the biggest testimonies in my life of God's goodness and faithfulness and how he really has a plan even through like the deepest valleys of our life. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Really, and this is kind of off the cuff, but as you were sharing, Bethany, did, did you see, since it was so closely, like really, you said you were in a relationship before Jake, what was like the main difference for dating in the world versus like the intentionality of dating as a Christian? I think my mentality changed from just, oh, it's kind of fun to like date or I really like this person to let me really think long-term about this person and how is a relationship actually supposed to look? Um, Mm -hmm. In previous relationships, there was a lot of like fighting and just you get like into this comfortable groove of like, well, I don't want my heart to be broken, so I'm going to stay with this person, but not understanding just how unhealthy that is. And so when I met Jake, I was able to realize what a healthy relationship and a healthy person was supposed to look like. And so I think my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) My like vision like changed, but I didn't, I thought I had a good vision before that, but I didn't really realize it till it got really bad. And then I met someone who was, who God had, you know, designed for me. Right. Who was probably consistent and didn't make you question. I feel like the world plays games and um, when it's with God, doing a relationship God's way, it's so much more, yeah, like you said, the healthy and consistent. You don't have to like question, not that you're not working through things, but. Right. There was so many questions in the other relationships of, well, is this the right one? Is this going to work out? Like, are we going to get married and then be like, why are we even together? And I mean, from day one with Jake, it was completely different. And I remember thinking it was very soon on just a couple of weeks into our relationship. And I said to myself, he he is the one like I want to spend the rest of my life with him. And I had never experienced that before. And like that cliche saying of when you know, you know, (laughs) that was true for me. And I think I kind of needed that as a, as a, like, I don't know, for my personality kind of sounds silly, but it worked for for me. And then obviously like God was in in that and was orchestrating it. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. That those confirmations and that you can kind of have that foundation to stand on 
when storms come, you're like, this is God, this, he did this. And we have that to fall back on. And that's, yeah, that's so good. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So so Jacob, what was, you said you, you weren't talking, (laughs) you were were starstruck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, well, but, we, we went down that road, but yeah. So kind of backing up, like, yeah, your testimony too, as well. Yeah. Um, so mine is very similar to Bethany's. Uh, I was raised in a Christian home, uh, two older brothers, um, you know, very involved in church, youth groups, everything like that. Um, I, after graduation, I wanted to go into the workforce, but I wanted to take a year to go to a Bible school to just get a better knowledge of my faith. Um, I didn't want to, you know, say that I was a Christian because that's the way I grew up. I wanted to understand and actually believe it and be able to defend it. Um, So I went to New Tribes Bible Institute in Jackson, Michigan, and I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot that I I still draw from today. Um, But afterwards, it was kind of like, all right, I'm done. I can do whatever I want. And I too, uh, started living more worldly and, uh, you know, moved back to New Hampshire. I found a job. Um, I was working and my parents saw where my life was going. And my dad pulled me aside one day and I'll, I'll never forget this. He just said, Jake, you'll never find a godly young woman to marry if you continue to live this way. Mm. And that really uh, struck a chord with me. And um, I had never dated someone just to date. It was always with the mentality of, you know, I could be marrying this person at some point. Mm. So after the words of wisdom from my dad and that mentality, I was just like, all right, I need to, you know, draw closer to God. I need to get my life in order. And I think it, I want to say it was like three weeks later, I was hanging out with my best friend and he showed me a picture of Bethany and I was just like stunned. And he's like, yeah, she's coming up in a couple weeks. I said, oh yeah, like, can I hang out with you guys? (laughs) (laughs) And, and we did. And like I said, I was so nervous that I just shut down, which I Things it's worked. Not, it's just not like you at all. <laughs> it's not. It really isn't. Um, yeah, I'll I'll talk to people in the the grocery checkout line because I like okay. their t shirt. Um, the stakes were higher here. <laughs> yeah, much much higher. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. well, like you said, it was more of that you don't want to put your foot in your mouth or say the wrong thing. So yeah, you're probably just all of a sudden in your head about everything. Yeah, um, but it sounds like it worked out. You guys got past that part. So (laughs) thankfully um, you guys are doing this podcast together. And um, I know from recording with couples doing this podcast, I've just heard that there's so much spiritual warfare surrounding marriage. It's part of why I even wanted to start this podcast was to just shine the light on the sanctity of it and just how much the devil hates marriage and anything that glorifies God. So um, I'm just wondering or assuming you guys experience spiritual warfare doing this podcast together as a couple. So can you tell it, like, how do you guys combat that? Or how do you um, prepare for battle, essentially, <laughs> as you guys go to record? Yeah, so I think a lot of the spiritual warfare began 
about a year before we actually launched the podcast. And I have an Instagram page. And during 2020 and all of the multiple events that happened that year, my page really got attacked and just, I guess, bullied for lack of a better word. And because of our, because of her Christian values, right. Right. Regarding marriage, politics, biblical beliefs, all of that. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the background for starting our podcast. And we were very passionate about current events, but we were passionate about how those current events were affecting families and marriages. And so we've seen, um, you know, people kind of come out of the woodworks to say some nasty things on, on my page or reviews on the podcast. Um, but we're just so thankful because we've really seen God work in it and the positive stories that have come out of it far outnumber any of the attacks mm. or the negativity that we have received. And instead, it's just a lot of people being encouraged because of of God and, you know, being able to share his glory. Okay. So I wanted to read, uh, listeners, some of the topics you guys go over and you guys are going to share with us one of your favorites. Um, but these are just some of the things that you guys had a summer series going, um, pursuing biblical womanhood, pursuing biblical manhood, talking with your children about pride month, the war on gender, talking with your children about war, um, pro-life in action, our children's Bibles worth the hype. I mean, there's so many good conversations that you guys have over on whatever is true. So um, I wanted to open it up though for you guys to share one of your favorite episodes you've ever recorded together and just kind of dive into that um, in a nutshell. Yeah, sure. Um, Honestly, we really loved our summer series that we did just with everything going on in the world today with um, gender and pronouns and just knowing how to um, raise children in this world. We really, really enjoyed that whole series. And we were able to share, you know, what we've learned as parents and how to talk with your kids about homosexuality in the month of June, but then like also to equip the men and women husbands, wives, fathers, um, mothers with those foundational truths of what has God actually said about gender, just in general, like not even necessarily talking just about homosexuality or transgenderism, but to get those biblical basics and foundations so that like, as we know it, like as parents, we can then talk with our kids that much like more passionately with that much more information um, and helping our kids combat that even at at young ages, when you like, just don't even know how to talk about topics like that, that, you know, your four-year-old really shouldn't be asking questions about, but they might be because they saw something at the store that day. And what we were really happy that we were able to do is I've used this analogy several times, um, But when an FBI agent is being trained on counterfeit money, they're not given counterfeit money to study, but they're given the real authentic dollar bill, $20 bill, $100 bill. So that as soon as something is off in the forgery, they can spot it. Mm. And that's just something that we were really pushing for and also push for for our children is if they know the truth, if they know 
the the legitimacy and um, just God's word that they we might not have to tell them like this is what a drag queen is or this is what these different issues are, but when they see them in the future and they hear someone say, "Well, a man can be a woman," mm-hmm. they'll go, "No." Because I know the truth. I know God's word. And he clearly made them separate, but equal. So that is one thing that we were, we really push for and try for in our podcast. And we try to flood each episode with just as much scripture as possible. I mean, that's, it's not our opinions that we're trying to make a podcast off of. It's, it's God's word. And so if we can always go back to scripture with all of the topics that we're talking about, then when people, you know, come into opposition with the ideas that we have on that page, we can say they're not our ideas. They're this is the Bible. Like, and if you want to talk with me about the Bible here, like that's fine. We can have a conversation about about this passage. Yeah, it's right. kind of the ultimate get out of jail free <laughs> card because you can just go, hey, it's what Scripture says, and just right. point everything back to Scripture, and mm-hmm. people can't argue, or they can. But then you're on a completely different playing field and you're just not going to see eye to eye. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You're like, this is what God says about it. And um, we stand on that. Uh, One of my favorite ones was a two part series where we broke down Ephesians 5 and we talked about the submissive wife and the loving husband and I really liked it because it's a topic that comes up frequently, like on my personal page. And I know a lot of women wives have a a big issue with it. And society has a big issue with this idea of submission. And so every time that we record a podcast, we spend so much time researching and I feel like we come away with so much more knowledge. And I finally felt like equipped to actually tackle this topic of submission and just what a beautiful thing that God actually created inside of marriage. And, you know, we get so bent out of shape about submission and then we don't even talk about the husband and that he's like what he's called to and like what a high task he has. And so going through that series was a lot of fun, learned a lot, um, but just came away with a really solidified understanding of, you know, what God designed in marriage. And so... I thought that one, that was one of my favorites. What about yours? My favorite episode was us interviewing our pastor. And it was on the topic of the importance of going to church, physically going to church. Uh, It was a lot of fun because we were able to just go down to our church and record with him live. He was our first live guest, but also just his knowledge and his wisdom um, you know, we sit under him every Sunday and I really look to look up to him. So it was just really nice to have him on that one-on-one topic. And also just being able to talk about how important fellowship in the body of Christ is to our physical well-being, to our mental well-being and our, obviously our spiritual well-being. Yeah. Not just like ticking off a box every Sunday morning of we went to church or we watched church yeah it was the the main thing was the accountability that i remember thinking because 
and I noticed it during the pandemic too, when we would watch church, well, no one's around me. I can pull out my phone and I can be listening to the message or, you know, oh, I'm going to walk over and grab another cup of coffee or, you know, oh, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get a snack. It's not the same. And, you know, scripture says where two or more are gathered in my name. And that is so important. And just for, once again, for that fellowship, that camaraderie, especially we have quite a few elderly people that that is the time that they get out and have fellowship is on a Sunday at church. So for them, it was a huge loss of just community. Well, and we've talked about that even for our family, because when we moved to Pittsburgh, we moved away from our family. And so our church really did become just that, our family, our village. And so anytime there's like that disruption, we we feel it, like things feel out of sorts. And so especially with the pandemic, we were like, oh my goodness, <laughs> we really miss our, our people here. And so, yeah, I think for us, specifically like we really do feel it but obviously you know others do as well yeah yeah it's crazy too because there's talk of virtual reality church like in the metaverse you're going to be able to put on goggles and sit down and it's going to look it's going to feel like you're at church but it's not it's not Yeah, so Jake and I were both homeschooled growing up, and when we began having kids, we started talking about education choices, and originally we were not planning on homeschooling, actually, and for preschool for Emmett, he's our oldest, we sent him to a Montessori school, and that was the year that COVID broke out, and so partway through his first school year, we had to bring him home and start to do lessons with him. And then due to just how schools were handling procedures, in the fall of 2020, we decided to keep him here for kindergarten. And overall, we ended up enjoying it and wanted to continue it. So I think because we had that background of being homeschooled, that knowledge, I also attended college to be a teacher, and we just felt very confident in that decision. And so this will actually be our third, oh my goodness, our third year homeschooling now. And all three of our older kids will be in school. And we have a co-op that actually meets at our church it's not necessarily affiliated with our church, but a lot of the members of our church are homeschooling families, and so they've all gotten together to join this co-op, and so we do have a really good community of people around us, a lot of really good friends that homeschool, and so I think we've been very fortunate as far as where God placed us here in Pittsburgh and just the people that have come and surrounded us and also once again it's just always nice to be able to put god's word into the school schooling for our kids and able to teach them you know the, the truths of scripture and not have to worry about the things their friends are saying at school or 
you know, evolution in science class or anything like that, we're able to understand and know what's going on in their education. For sure. Even this year, I'm actually able to begin creating some curriculum for my kids so that we can discuss the Bible topics that I really want them to be learning. So I buy most of our curriculum, but this year I will be writing their Bible curriculum. So I'm really excited to see how that goes for our family. Alicia, thank you so much for having us on uh, your podcast. We really enjoyed being interviewed. This has been a great experience, even with the technical difficulties. We really enjoyed uh, our conversation, and we just really appreciate your time. You can find our podcast on Instagram at whatever is true co. I am also on Instagram at waves and lilacs, and Jake is. I am Jake Off Script on Instagram. Thank you so much.